Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy. I am glad that you are here because I am here. That means we are here. And isn't that a wonderful uh, thing to think about? It's we. Uh, I did a talk for uh, my friend uh, Mike and his school district uh, a little bit more than a year ago. And it was on team building and organization and just a, a motivational sp- speech for his his department and and creating teamwork and other types of concepts um, for their particular um, uh, department and it was and it was called we not me and I I enjoyed creating that talk so much because me is very self centered very. Uh, not even interdependent, um, but it's it's not the best way to go through life. No man is an island unto himself. And when I was in the midst of my active disease, it was necessary for me to stay isolated unless you were like me. If you were as lonely and as selfish and self-centered as I was, we might be able to get along because you did not want to be found out either. And so when we come into this realm of recovery, if you know anything about whether whether you're coming at it from a religious um, a church standpoint, uh, some type of um, uh, religious belief or structure or even the 12 steps of recovery, everything goes from me to we, right? Even in the first tradition of Alcoholics Anonymous, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. And if you look at the 12 steps of recovery, there's no I, there's no me, there's we and us. So check it out. And it's a much better place to be. I am so glad that we are a part of each other's life. And and I'm so blessed by the, the messages that you send me. And I get all sorts of messages from individuals who are looking for help with loved ones. They're looking for help for themselves. They're they're looking to save their marriage. They're looking to not lose their job. They're uh, they're they're looking to get their kids back. Right? They're looking to not die. And some are just looking to elevate their life because they're so tired of the. Uh, self-isolation and the personal depression of life that got them to the point where they were willing to raise their hand and say, please, please, please throw me this life preserver. Please help me. Please show me there is a way. I know there is a way. I just don't know what it is. 
or I do know what it is. I just don't know how to get there. And maybe you're that person. Let me know if you are. Today, the title of the podcast is called Fit for a Lifetime. Fit for a Lifetime. And I love to consider my recovery as a lifetime journey, don't you? Uh, I I don't know when my life is going to end. I hope at 66 years old, I hope I've got a another 25, 30 years left in me, right? I don't know if I'll be um, eating baby food at that time or, or not, but I want to be alive. I want to celebrate. I, I want to enjoy more time with Laura. I want to enjoy more time with my kids and with my grandchildren. And if the Lord is willing to give me even great grandchildren, I want to experience those things. I want to enjoy enjoy this lifetime that I've been given, this this another chance at life when I was throwing life away because I understand. And if you're in this thing called recovery, my dear friend Scotty B just celebrated 14 years yesterday. <laughs> Unbelievable. 14 years of sobriety and an unbelievable accomplishment. Can you imagine where we come from to get 14 years of recovery? That's just crazy. And my friend Debbie B, right? And her time, and Wendy, and Angie, and Hayes, and Chaz, and Tess, and all the individuals who are coming up through the ranks of personal recovery, I guarantee you they want to be fit for a lifetime. Because why stop now, right? Why stop just at today? Again, we don't know tomorrow is for us. We have no guarantee for tomorrow. But we know that if tomorrow does come, it's going to be a badass tomorrow. Because we have done so much for today because we want to be fit for a lifetime. And I hope you do as well. You know, as, as so many of you know, as a real strict 12-stepper, I really stayed close to nothing but 12-step material for a number of years, and, and that helped really ground me in my personal recovery. And it wasn't until I was about, um, I don't know, um, five years sober that I even became involved in church and started to be introduced to the Word of God uh, as a Christian and then I started to look at other things like Napoleon Hill and Tony Robbins and Stephen Covey. And one of the individuals I came across was this phenomenal motivational speaker. And he's got a great series on goals as well. Sadly, uh, Zig Ziglar has passed away. But you can go to you know Google Zig Ziglar. You'll find nothing but incredible material. He's got a great thing on goals. But he, he's got this book, and it's called uh, uh, See You at the Top. And then there was an Over the Top and so many other things that Zig did. But one of the things that Zig Ziglar taught me, and this was about, and I didn't come across this book probably till 1996. I was probably 10 years uh, clean and sober at the time. But it was perfect timing because I was ready for this. I was looking for, I was like a sponge looking for moisture. You know what I'm saying? And and not that I was dry, but I was ready to soak up more. Uh, of course, that is my adopted middle name is more, right? So, 
so I read this book, and and Zig Ziglar said that if you do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, there will come a time where you can do what you want to do when you want to do it. Isn't that fabulous? I'm going to read that again. They'll be in the notes, by the way. Jonathan, um, uh, Mr. Barker will make sure they're there, and he's fabulous. I'm so grateful for that man and all the work that he does to make sure that um, the podcasts and the blogs are delivered to you in a timely fashion in that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday schedule that we've got set up. Of course, the two blogs in the middle on Wednesday and Thursday and the podcasts on Tuesday and Friday, that's all Jonathan Barker. I I developed the content and John takes care of the web administration. Of course, Pablo uh, makes that site look nice and clean and, and, and perfect for you to navigate. But if you do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, there will come a time where you can do what you want to do when you want to do it. And again, this quote has been with me since 1997, and and I have not stopped working it. It came at a, a wonderful time uh, in my life, and I was really transitioning to really grow. You know, I, by, by my 10th year in personal recovery, I was convinced at that point, now don't be afraid. Are you ready? I could do this forever, right? I, I told my friend Wendy, you know, not only will the other shoe not drop, there is no other shoe. There's no turning back for me. I am committed to this thing called recovery for a lifetime. I intend to be fit for a lifetime. And don't be afraid of that. You know, in the beginning, if you're new or relatively new to the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, as Slow Will would say, then sort of take it easy, right? Back it up. Your your success is going to be that you did not drink or use, or you were able to abstain from that, uh, that behavior of compulsive overeating, bulimia, pornography, what have you, anorexia, that you're getting well in that area. But In the beginning, that's all we can claim. But as we go and we know that there is no physiological reason for us to engage in that, we don't have that that, that physical need, those withdrawals anymore, now we can start focusing on that mental obsession. What do we do on a psychological standpoint, on a spiritual standpoint, on a mental, on an emotional realm that allows me to say, I can do this for a lifetime? If you can't say that, please reach out to me. And, and help me understand why you don't feel the freedom to say that. Let's, let's have that conversation. I want to hear what you have to say because I want to give you the confidence to know that, that if we do these things, right? Step two is came to believe that a power greater than yourself could restore you to sanity, right? And, and a definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Remember that? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, if that is insanity, then sanity must be doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same result, right? 
Doesn't that make sense? Makes perfect sense to me. So if I'm doing the same thing over and over again, why can't I expect that result? Why can't I expect to feel for a lifetime the way I'm feeling today, providing, right, we have a mental obsession coupled with a physical allergy. I can never do anything about the physical allergy, but I can overcome the mental obsession. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual conditioning, right? And if I have that spiritual maintenance taken care of, why can't I have this for a lifetime? Of course, one day at a time. I always like to throw that caveat in there for you, for for you sticklers, right, who are going to say, no, no, Robert, this is one day at a time. Okay, I get it, right? I've been doing this for over 34 years. I understand one day at a time. But why can't we do one day at a time and be fit for the rest of our life? This particular quote has served as a means for me digging deeper into the things that I wanted to enjoy later in life. And I'll tell you what, as a 66-year-old man in semi-retirement and fully given himself to recovery guy now, I'm so glad I read this book when I did. I'm so grateful that I had an opportunity at 41 years old or 43 years old to read this book because it revolutionized, it set things in motion for me that allowed me to say at 66 years old with the recovery that I've got and the position that I have that I did the things that I was supposed to do back when I was supposed to do them because I knew where I would want to be in this season of life and I am here and I am a testimony and a testament to know that this is true. And what I want to do today is I want to challenge you to do the same thing. So I will tell you and I will guarantee you that if you do what you're supposed to do, when you are supposed to do it, there will come a time when you can do what you want to do when you want to do it. I had this dear friend of mine and her name is Angela. And Angela's got such an incredible success story. She's a single mom with a teenager and a young boy who is autistic, and, and I can share this with you. She's very open in her social media. And uh, Angela has over four years of recovery. Angela's working so hard, and sometimes it's difficult for her to see the forest through the trees. It's so hard for her to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and sometimes she actually thinks it's a train. But she is doing what she's supposed to be doing, and I want to be an encouragement to Angela and others like her because I tell her, don't worry. Keep the course. Keep doing what you're doing. Watch the progress. See the things that you are accomplishing. Look at the person that you are becoming. Understand your personal value because I guarantee you Angela is smart enough and stubborn enough, and, and, and wise enough, and spiritually led enough to do these things. And I guarantee her, and I guarantee you, that there will come a time in Angela's life, and in your life as well, just as it has in mine, and countless people that I know, that we are now enjoying the fruits of our labor. This is really true. One of the things that it's also done over the years, it's held me accountable 
to the things that I was doing in my current life to help ensure that they would come true in the latter part of my life. I now am accountable to adopting this quote, this mission of my life. As I consider my life as it is today and all the things that I'm enjoying, it is because I was introduced to this life challenge. So I'm going to give you just 12 simple things off the top of my head that I think will be relevant for you. Again, you can catch these things in the download. Let me know what you think of them. And let me know if, you, if you're not quite comfortable yet with this being something where you can be fit for a lifetime or prepared for a lifetime. So here's the first thing. And this might be challenging for you, take a little bit of work, but I think you can do it, even generally. Doesn't have to be pinpoint accuracy. We're not throwing darts into a bullseye here. We just want to be able to hit the target. So determine where you want to be in the last 25 years of your life. So, so figure out what normal life expectancy is for you as a male or a female. You know, we don't get hit by a bus or struck by lightning or, you know, killed by a shark swimming off the coast of uh, Florida, right? So normal life expectancy, and, and this is really serious. This is some homework because this is the challenge, and I want to challenge you to do this. Where do you want to be in the last 25 years of your life, right? The last 25 years. Then what I want you to do is examine self to determine if your current life choices are on the path to get you where you want to end up. Make sure your significant other or others are on board with your destination Ignore life's distractions as exactly that. Celebrate milestones. Adjust goals as needed to accommodate life changes. Remove negative people's influence from your life. Distinguish working smart from working hard. Don't mistake activity for accomplishment. Don't be discouraged by any setbacks. Keep your eye on the prize. Remind yourself that the destination is worth the journey. So let's walk back through these. So once again, determine where you want to be in the last 25 years of your life. Is there a particular place you'd like to retire to? Is there a particular position in life you'd like to retire in? Think about those things. Write them down. Have a wish list. Have a dream list, right? If you don't have a wish list or a dream list, you're missing the whole point. Why not dream? We've been given this lease on life. We've been given the opportunity to live because if you're in recovery right now, you are the exception. You're not the rule. The rule is that people do who do what we do, as long as we do it, regardless of what your addiction or behavior or challenge is, we don't get a chance to recover. 
and that's statistically true. So determine where you want to be in the last 25 years of your life. Examine self to determine if your current life choices are on the path to get you to where you want to end up. You know, uh, a short time ago, I talked about uh, paradigms and about a, a mental map, right? If, if I say that I want to go to Seattle from Salt Lake City, it's recommended that I look at a map and I say I want to get there in a particular window of time, then I need to choose the path that is going to accommodate me and my mode of travel, how many hours I want to drive during the day, how fast I'm able to drive, and I need to make travel choices based on getting there safely in the time that I want to get there. Because if not, I won't end up there when I want to be. Or let's say that I want, <coughs> excuse me, I want to go to Seattle, but for whatever reason, my map has got me going to Missoula. And I say, oh, that's okay. I, I know I want to go to Seattle, but eventually I'll get there right now. I'm going to go to, no, it needs to be consistent. So I need to look at my mental map. I need to do some self-examination to determine if what I'm doing in my life is consistent with where I say I want to end up in the last 25 years. Number three, make sure your SO or your significant other uh, or others are on board with your destination. If there is someone significant in your life, a spouse, a partner, a friend, a parent that, that is staying with you, that, you know, anyone who is going to be a part of your life at that time, or even before that, who would be instrumental in you making sure you're in alignment, that your current life choices, make sure that they're on board. Let them dream with you. So oftentimes, people parents, loved ones, friends, they're so encouraged that we've got a goal. They're excited for us because they love us and they care for us. Just share with them and make sure that they are on board. Obviously, if it's a spouse or or a very significant other, obviously you want to make sure that they're on board because you can't be diverted along the way. If we're diverted, we end up in a place that we didn't want to end up or think we will or will come short of our goal and we won't be happy. Ignore life's distractions as exactly that. Number four, you know, life is filled with distractions. They just come to us and we call that life. I, I did a, a blog this week called The Rocky Road. We don't know when it's going to occur. Life occurs. There's going to be distractions just know that they're a distraction. If you need to put on blinders, do you ever see a horse race? Do you ever see the, the blinders on a horse? Do you know why they do that? Because they don't want the horse to be distracted by the things in their peripheral vision. They only want them looking straight forward on the track because that's the, the race that they need to run. So they keep them very tunnel visioned. 
right? So if there are distractions in your life, just know that they're that. They're they're not meant to to divert you. Matter of fact, if we overcome those distractions and still stay on course, you know, it will make us stronger along the way. Number five, celebrate milestones. This is a real biggie. You know, we need to celebrate goals and things like that along the way. Maybe one of the things that you want to do, and, and by the way, go check out Zig Ziglar's set of goals. One of the things that he he talks about is, is the goals need to be measurable, but they need to be incremental, right? It's, it's, it's like that adage again, how do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time, right? Children, you know, my, my son Rob and my, and, and my daughters, you know, they run now. They know how to run. They walk perfectly. But, but in the beginning when they were babies and they hadn't rolled over and then they hadn't crawled and then they hadn't taken their first step and they hadn't been comfortable and going on and, and learning to run and learning how to walk and all those things, um, you know, we celebrated those things, right? Celebrate your milestones as well. Set milestones. When I reach this point, when I reach that point, I'm going to celebrate because that's such a great encouragement. And this is where significant others will come into play. Include them. Say, look, this is my next goal on my way to this thing here. Maybe it's about saving money. Maybe it's about buying property. Maybe it's about a certain event in your life that you want to see. Maybe it's about getting a degree. Maybe it's about getting a certification in a particular job field that you want. Celebrate those milestones because the small milestones make up the giant stone. Number six, adjust goals as needed to accommodate life changes. Don't be afraid to adjust your goal. Just because you, we make adjustments along the way. Sometimes there's a detour in life, just like there might be a detour uh, driving home right? Right now, when Laura drives home from work, they're, they're doing a lot of freeway work and they might take them off the freeway, then bring them back on, tell them to go to this lane, go to that lane. She's ready to make those adjustments. She's still going to get home, but she's making the necessary adjustments along the way and she accommodates those changes because she still gets home. Number seven, remove negative people's influence from your life. You know what? There's this thing called your irregular people, and they will try to influence you. Stephen Covey says that there are people with a deficiency mentality. They view life as a pie where there's only so many slices. And if you get a slice, they're not happy that you got a slice. They're wondering what they're going to do since there's one less slice for them. So those negative people, you may not be able to remove them from your life. Maybe they're a relative. Maybe you work with them. Maybe they're significant in one way and you're not going to move them out. At least move their influence away. Know that they're just going to be there to sabotage your success and just discount, disregard, uh, remove them the best that you can. Do not allow them to influence your life negatively. Number, number eight, distinguish working smart from working harder. That makes sense, right? Work smart, have a plan, and work the plan. Working hard doesn't necessarily mean you're working smart. Just like getting sleep doesn't mean you're getting rest. There's a big difference between the two. 
the next thing is is part of that as well. One of the things that I learned along the way from Mr. Ziegler was that don't mistake activity for accomplishment. Do not mistake activity for accomplishment. We can be busy, 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 and we're working hard, 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 but because we're not working smart, 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 we not be we not we may not be accomplishing the things that we want to accomplish along the way. Do not mistake activity for accomplishment. If you see your work is not achieving those goals, look at your work. Be ready to make adjustments. Number 10. This is very important. Don't be discouraged by any setbacks. Because setbacks are going to come. They might slow us down. They might have us again go that little route again to get uh, to go the long way, but but don't be discouraged. Just consider that an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to become creative, an opportunity to demonstrate your resilience towards natural setbacks in life. Number eleven. This is a big deal. As part of that, keep your eye on the prize. No that anything worth having is worth keeping an eye on. Keep your eye on the prize. Never lose sight of the target. Never lose sight of the goal. Never lose the dream. Never lose the vision of where you want to be, no matter how challenging it becomes. Sometimes, you know, if you want to vacation in wonderful places like Laura and I have had a chance to be in Rome and Maui and Puerto Rico and some pretty fabulous places that we have been to along the way. You know, um, Laura, we want to get back to Puerto Rico if these hurricanes would stop coming through. So on Instagram, she continues and, and we want to go visit Ireland the next year or so. So she's on Instagram, always looking at her dream pages. This is where I want to go. This is what I do. And she sees herself there which means, of course, I'll be there as well, right? But we keep our eye on the prize, right? My prize right now, what I keep my eye on are the people that I'm able to help. And I keep my eye on recovery. I keep my eye on you. I keep my eye on opportunities that I'm given because that's my joy, helping others as I have been helped. I keep my eye on that prize. Number 12, remind yourself, and we will need to be reminded, that the destination is worth the journey. Please remember that. Have you ever stopped and said, is this really worth it? Right? If, If you have to decide if this is worth it, maybe you didn't dream big enough. Maybe you under shot your dream. Maybe you need to dream more, right? Because it is worth it. I tell you, I guarantee you, when I came into recovery in 1986, it was difficult. It was the hardest thing I ever did, especially after my relapse. I wondered, can I really do this? But God bless Max Brooks. He said, Robert, this is a program for people who want it. And if you're willing to do what you're supposed to do, I guarantee you that one day at a time, you can stay sober forever, and here's my evidence. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. I hope you're following the path. I hope you are ready to be fit for a lifetime. 
I hope that you you listen to this podcast again and it energizes you. I hope you download the 12 points that I've shared with you today and rework them, edit them, do whatever you want to do. I hope you have a dream sheet. I hope you know that you can have these things just as I have had these things and count. And I'm not even done. (laughs) I'm not even done yet. By the time I die, my, my desire, my goal is to have 60 years of sobriety. I'm serious. I'm 34 years now. If I live another 26 years and I stay fit for a lifetime, right, I'll be 90 years old. And I can't wait for that opportunity to say that I've been clean and sober 60 years. I'm not even sure if I got the math right, but I'm getting pretty, oh, I actually be 92 years old because I came in when I was 32 and I will be 60 years clean and sober. Isn't that crazy? But why not? Why not have that as a dream? Why not have that as a goal? Why settle for less when we're given the keys to the kingdom and we can have it all just be fit for a lifetime? Please go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy and, and begin being a monthly supporter. You can also get there through recoveryguy.org on the Patreon download link. You can go to Venmo at Robert-Pardon-3 and give a one-time donation. Help me help others. Again, I'm trying to stay away from needing to advertise on this site because I don't want anything to dilute our time together. You mean so much to me, and thank you that I mean a lot to you. Let's get this thing done. Let's be fit for a lifetime. And as always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy.